Hello! Thank you for being here and thank you for choosing to be present. I'm your host, Angie, and this is episode one of Mellow Magnifying Glass podcast. We all have experiences that make life feel difficult and we all have intentions to mellow out, be able to enjoy life and vibe. So again, thank you for being here and thank you for letting my podcast flow to those who are open and to those who are in need of a message, whether you're tuning in via audio or via YouTube. PSA, I am referring to notes. I am very organized and I like to be organized. So I apologize for the lack of eye contact. This is a podcast, so I'm really excited to flow through sound to those who need to hear a message or are open to whatever source has flowing through me. So yeah, this is my way. (laughs) Thank you again for being here. Enough about that. Um, Specifics about this episode are, I'm generally going to talk about what the podcast is about and things to that effect. I'll also be talking about what experience inspired me to start this podcast, The Mellow Magnifying Glass. Um, yeah, that is very important to me and I'm really excited to share that with you. So, yes. The next thing that I'm going to be talking about is how I used the Mellow Magnifying Glass for this experience. How I saw this experience through the Mellow Magnifying Glass. Uh, being, picking out all the positives. And we'll jump into that when I go into like what we are about. And I'm saying we, which sounds really odd, but I'm just going to let that flow because I am my physical and I'm also my soul. So we are here and we are talking to you. Period. Okay. (laughs) The last thing that I'm going to be talking about is... Um, just what to expect in the future from the podcast so with that being said feel free to pause and take a deep breath and really center into yourself just go inward or just you know center up you know just be present with me i am calling in the light thank you source now hello let's get mellow The Mellow Magnifying Glass podcast is about magnifying the positives in all the experiences that we have on earth and in our lifetime with intentions to mellow out, vibe, and flow through life, allowing Source to do its work through you. A teeny tiny example of that would be like if you're having a really bad day and all those like terrible things happen to you, for example, you stub your toe on the way out, you forget your keys in the house, when you walk out and you have to go back in, there's traffic on the way to going to work, you know you gotta get that coffee, so you gotta stop in line to get that coffee, and someone behind you pays for your order, but the rest of the day is crap. 
what the mellow magnifying glass is about is making the fact that that person went out of their way and said I'm gonna pay for this person's order and did that for you that little positive we're gonna magnify it we're gonna make it so big we're gonna make it so 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 big we're gonna make it the whole like that's what the whole day was about even if work was crap everybody was mean you your toe is broken okay maybe you got a flat tire on the way home like pfft, it'd be happening like that but if you tune in to that moment and you're like wow this person was so selfless and decided to to like they're like so selfless and okay with themselves and happy with themselves and okay with where they are at in life they're like i'm so happy to share my money and to share this love <coughs> excuse me share love in this way and be kind and considerate of other people and do this for someone i don't even know like just honing in on that little positive that's what that's what this is about <laughs> so um we're gonna practice that guys yeah we're gonna practice that so get ready there are gonna be a range of potential topics uh the little list i made to name a few are like uh depression anxiety um infant loss parenting childhood trauma education work the work system society abandonment dramatic life change um also just anything that really makes you tick or even just any type of experience because you can magnify any positive in any type of experience in my opinion and i've seen how that works through my own like practice you know that's why i'm so excited to share this with you guys so why should you even listen if you're interested in possibly changing your perspective on life increasing your happiness and you know self-improvement i feel like a lot everyone's self striving for self-improvement and so um yeah that's there's a lot of different topics that i'm gonna hit like religion is one spirituality is one relationships is one um we're gonna go into so many different topics like being a teenager like what that was like and how like how that experience you know goes into what your life is like an adult and that type of stuff so like if you're interested in seeing life through a new lens that's what the magnifying gloss is about so if that's what you're interested in then this is where you want to be my intentions with this show is to show that in all this disaster there's beauty is what i wrote because that's generally like what is going on i mean there's a plenty of things that we could say is wrong with the world but there's so 
many things to be grateful about that are beautiful that are like steps away um i was just crying about this the other day with my love and like it's crazy so yeah my intention is to show that to also show that although an experience didn't go the way you had hoped or terribly wrong there is a beautiful lesson to learn that could possibly change your life uh with the work you can heal and simply <clears throat> excuse me shifting your perspective to see the good in things including your past can do a lot to help you heal i've learned that with my own experience <clears throat> excuse me and my own practice and that's why i'm sharing it with, with you and i feel called to share it with you the last thing that i have written down for my intentions is to help myself open up my own eyes to the experiences that i have and help myself see the beauty in the experiences that i have and see the little joys in the experiences that i have and um just to like dive a little deep into that not super far i have full intentions to help all of you that are listening but i also want you to know how much this is helping me there are many many things to be upset about to be frustrated about to be to allow your buttons to be pressed and uh for me to be doing this helps me a lot because i'm also challenging myself to see my experiences through this lens so yeah i just wanted to share that <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god that was a real life hee <laughs> that was embarrassing but that was real life you know you type that out anyway um oh who am i who am i right here if you tune in via youtube this is me four eyes hello I am a soul who is letting a source do the work of encouraging my fellows to get mellow and live our truest purpose in life, which is to experience pure joy. That's me right there. So what experience inspired me to start the Mellow Magnifying Glass? That experience experience was the bringing of life to my son Andre David Cipolo. He was born October 7th, 2022. 1 pound 7 ounces. And he was alive seven hours 
It's truly an honor to bring life to this world and have that ability. And I honor my son with every word that I speak to you guys. So, thank you, my son. So I'm just going to go into the details so that you guys understand what the experience was like for me. And then we will dive into how I saw this experience through the mellow magnifying glass. So, yeah, let's do it. Um, I got sick like two days before Father's Day and then the morning of Father's Day. So when my dad came over for Father's Day, um, I had called my sister before and I was like, can you pick this up for me? <laughs> Please. Uh, which, you know, I'm referring to a pregnancy test, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was, I was interested in seeing if I was actually pregnant or if I was tripping because I'll be tripping. It's okay. My sister brought that over, which is really nice of her. Shout out, Rolly. And I put it away and then I wasn't gonna give it to him until later in the evening when everyone was like went home and we we're home alone so that night I gave it to him and I was like happy father's day and he was like what and I was like I <laughs> I've been feeling really nauseous and I really feel like this is really happening, so yeah, I asked Rolanda if she could bring one, and she did. And so I was thinking, you know, first pee tomorrow morning, let's do it. And he's like, oh my gosh, you know, ecstatic, and ha like just, oh my gosh, like for real, we did it. Are we doing it? Like this is really like for happening, but I can't really speak for him that was like obviously what i was seeing um i know he's excited of course so yeah <coughs> so the next morning, I we woke up. Um, we all went into the bathroom. Me, Anthony, oh sorry, me, my love, and our daughter went into the bathroom, and my daughter went and sat on her little toilet, and then I went to sit on, you know, the toilet to pee on the stick. And then I did it, and we took a video. Long story short, we got the plus sign and negative sign, and that was a really beautiful experience that we had with each other as a family. And then it went on to 
this sorry about the weird audio difference still working at the kinks so so yeah july 3rd i was bleeding right and so i was like um on july 4th i was still it was i was i had an understanding that it was like a period bleed so it was gonna last a few days and i was okay with that i was like mentally like it's gonna be fine you know but so we went through july 4th and um we celebrated in santa monica and then we came back down to town where we live and then i still had like a yucky feeling just like i was like this is not comfortable and i don't know what's going on and i would like to like know what's going on so um i decided like let's go to the er please like since we go to the er and so like um, my mother in love decided to take us and um a court so like yeah when we went that was july 5th technically oh my god so yeah that was july 5th and so that day technically i was like about seven weeks so then um we went in they're like how far along are you i'm like seven weeks i'm bleeding not really sure what's going on they're like okay we'll get you checked out let's take your vitals and then um when we got in there they're like okay we're gonna do an ultrasound take your blood do some tests and then we'll let you know what's going on we're like okay and you already know that the er is like splendidly long and time consuming and we are really grateful for the work that they do so then the ultrasound lady came in she told me that she wasn't gonna let um let us know anything that she saw on their like on the um ultrasound screen like i couldn't ask like really particular questions is really what she was saying and i was like okay i understand and then she asked me she's like how far along are you and i was like seven weeks and she was like are you sure and i was like yeah and she was like you're not seven weeks you're 14 weeks and like three days or something like that or four days something like that right 14 weeks in a few days and i was like what and he and she was like yeah you're you're you've got a baby in there like you've got a you know it's got legs and arms and stuff like it's a baby you know like when it's that far along it's got it's got limbs and stuff so um that was <laughs> me and anthony were me and my love were blown away we were like i looked at him like what are you talking about so our understanding was that the baby's due date where our understanding was that andre's due date was going to be um was going to be in march and she let us know that she's like she's like what when did they let you know your due date was and i was like it was it's in march and she was like so your new due date according to this is um is january 6th no no, no. yeah is January 6th according to like her measurements 
it was like exactly what i was like hoping for happened with the dates and everything so that was like really neat she didn't really let us know like oh there's like there's issue here you know that's like the type of detail she wasn't really letting us know and we weren't really asking about we were more just psyched the fact that i was further along and like oh my god i didn't know like we didn't know and how didn't i know like type thing so like that's really what it was and then so we were just patiently waiting for the doctor and the doctor came in and let us know like i'm not really sure exactly like what like what the issue is like why you're bleeding i just like i would just go home it's gonna be okay and then um i just had this <clears throat> like i just went i asked him like if i should be on bed rest or if i should like you know not be moving very much and he was like i he said he said bed rest um we don't he's like i wouldn't refer bet prefer you to go on i wouldn't prefer he said i wouldn't prefer you to go on bed rest he said to be mindful of what i'm doing you know no lifting heavy things those type of like normal things that they let a pregnant woman know i just want to apologize for the background um, yeah that's all i gotta say moving on um he's yeah he said like he said bed rest wasn't really necessary it was just important for me to be mindful of like what i was doing and like, my daughter was getting pretty heavy and she's growing so like he said just be mindful of like you know her jumping on you and that type of stuff and so I was like, okay. And we just went home and, you know, life continued. And, um, the, like, spotting and the uncomfortable, like, these signs for my body that I didn't really understand, which were uncomfortable, um, kept happening. They, they were reoccurring for a while off and on and fluctuating it got really real for me in week 16 i was um i was definitely like feeling the baby move and it was i felt like because um because I was like in because I was like trying to be so in tune with my body but also I was like I know what being pregnant feels like because I was pregnant before and had a baby so I was like I know that this is like flutters like this excuse me this is like fluttering from the baby and so um I know that's like fluttering from the baby, so I knew that, and I let, was letting my doctors know that and stuff. So, like week sixteen, um, and like week sixteen, we went to the ER for the same reason, and instead of because we went like during the day, it wasn't like 
in the evening it was um like during the day they had sent me to to the actual like ultrasound room rather than like having someone come with the ultrasound machine so um sorry i'm trying to get comfortable <laughs> My bad. um yeah so instead of the ultrasound machine coming to the room that i was in so they like you know wheeled me over there and then i sat uh, or like you know laid down and i was speaking with the lady and i was just talking to her like you know what's going on how far along like are you measuring i'm just curious like do you know like is everything okay does the baby have a heartbeat like you know like should i be afraid like is the baby alive basically is what my biggest question was um and the baby was alive and the heartbeat <clears throat> excuse me the heartbeat was beautiful so so beautiful and so after um the ultrasound i went back to the room and me and my love were together and we were waiting for the doctor to come back and he let us know that um i was having a placental abruption like i had a placental abruption like that's what happened i'm not sure if you could hear my daughter crying but my love is trying to get her to go memers because it's pretty late so she needs to go to bed and i apologize but i'm a mom and this is my life so. <laughs> <coughs> anyway uh yeah so he let us know that what was happening was i was having like a placental abruption and that means that the plus when uh the baby is when the baby is forming and you know the placenta is also forming it's attached to the baby's belly button through the you know the middle cord you know me? and so where the placenta goes it attaches to the uterine wall and sticks to that and then it sucks all the nutrients from the wall like because you know it's all blood and vessels and all that stuff so like it's working that way and that's how the baby's getting the nutrients and stuff that the baby needs so an a placental abruption abruption is <clears throat> means like the placenta detached from that wall so it's like it wasn't fully detached it was like attached by like a little part of it but it was like mostly detached and because it was detached and it was doing that i was it was bleeding and then because it was bleeding that's why like i was bleeding and that's what the signs that my body like was going like was happening so that's what was going on and um like so that's what happened when i was like 16 weeks pregnant and we just you know he the doctor he let us know that 
there was nothing that they could do because I was 16 weeks and even at when I went in at seven weeks and all the other all the ER visits in between there's nothing that they can do because technically to the um excuse me to the what would I refer that like mm, the like American medical people like those like what Twenty-four week old baby, and luckily the NICU at the ER where I was going has the uh, like NICU equipment for babies. slow down and for this to like have any possible way of healing itself if I had any possible way of healing myself like I had to rest and allow my body to work and do that itself so that's like what me and my love like talked about and that was our understanding he really stepped up and took on our daughter and took on like doing everything with her and everything for her so that I had the ability to rest like I needed for the best of both my life and the best of our child's life. When we got home, life just continued freely and um, the bleeding kind of, the like recurrent, the The effects of the placental abruption was still occurring and this was happening daily and pretty just it's it was really uncomfortable is what I'm I guess trying to say and um but necessary for me to live I see now and um at week 18 when I made it to week 18, um, when I made it to week 18, I right, 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 right yeah. So it, I was like just about week. I was just about 18 weeks, and we like were in was in the ER again, and. We were in the we were in the R again, and in that visit, there was a placental abruption that, like, the placental abruption was still there, still the same size. The blood mass was still as large, and so. There was something particular off about that visit, and 
then then um so when we went home when I went home we made the I made an the an appointment with my OB like an emergency appointment with the OB from my from like referred from the ER doctor and then <clears throat> excuse me that night I had sorry about this you guys <laughs> I passed a very large clot that was like questionable like I was like what is going on <laughs> like what the f is this um so like I thought it possibly could have been the placenta like real life so that's like it was scary and probably the size of a softball and like really like the hell like why like where'd you come from I don't know anyway it was really it was so like that happened in the middle of the night with like an extreme amount of like liquid or like you know whatever the whatever sign my body was telling me and when we went into the appointment that next day with the OB at Kaiser in their ultrasound they saw that there was no amniotic fluid so that means like the like <laughs> it's like a f excuse me I'm sorry it's like a fish out of water basically like the baby needs that like fluid to develop and that water like to live in that f fluid to live in and develop in there and it seemed as though like the bag or something had like popped or something like that had happened and um so that happened I just want to put that in there so because the baby like needs that to develop the OB was like okay there's like this is an this is uh an issue like this is not okay like we're not you know we have to we have to handle this with with care like care like we need to do something about this or you know see what's happening or what's going on and um so they called they called the um so they called the so they are connected with a maternal fetal specialist group and so they sent me to their office they like referred me <coughs> excuse me to excuse me they're connected to a maternal fetal specialist office and like company or whatever you refer that to refer that to refer to that as got it whatever you refer, refer to that as um 
Yeah, whatever you refer to that as. Um, so she said, I'm going to call the specialist, let him know everything that's going on and see how he feels about going forward. I'll just say it right now. So it was like at about 17 weeks, we would, we, it was just about, it was about, about, it was about, I was about 17 weeks when we had an ER visit. <clears throat> I was, I, about like the next week, I was 17 weeks and we had another visit that was quite significant. And then, and the following week, they had let me know that we could we were gonna be doing a we're gonna be doing the anatomy scan like the anatomy check where they do about an hour and a half long ultrasound um just checking the baby and like you know all of its organs if all of them are developing all of its limbs are developing if there's like you know potential of you know lack of brain development <clears throat> excuse me lack of brain development lack of you know limb length or something like that like the development of that type of deal that's like what they're looking for in that um scan so um at 18 weeks i knew that i had that scan the next week and so when we went in for that um you don't necessarily go up to the ob room and see the ob there's you go to imaging technically is what it's called and that's where they do like uh that's where they do the ultrasound imaging and stuff and they like take all the pictures and and send it to the ob and when i had the appointment um because of the what they saw and like they you know i, I had already let them know i have a placental abruption I do have low amniotic fluid and I just want to like I let them know that there was already like she was going to see that, that 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 was going to be there not to be surprised by that and so she had sent this stuff over and also she just like she had let me know she's like from what I'm like of seeing in the scans like I'm gonna like send you up there and it looks like they can take you up there so if um like you wouldn't mind like heading up there and I was like okay and so um like we headed upstairs and we spoke to one of the OBs and he let us know that like because the amniotic fluid was so low and um and all the other things that was going on that that it was like you know that I was high risk and the baby was a high risk and so he's like the maternal fetal doctor that we spoke to before like they have openings and appointments and like now we're able to like send you there because you're 18 weeks and um so we're gonna try to make an appointment not really sure how busy they are or what their 
the schedule looks like, but we'll I'm gonna have my appointment, like our appointment person make the appointment for you and whatever. And so I like that's what they did. And um, so we were like excited because we were like, cool, we're gonna go see a specialist. Let's like, we were gonna go see a specialist, like someone who knew, like someone who's like certified in what was going on in, in babies and like where they live and how they develop and stuff like we were really excited to like go to that appointment and see like what they had to say and we see what he had to say and so um we left the appointment knowing that the like assistant or the the appointment people were like working on that and making that appointment and so we left to go get my little um brother in love in like the next like few cities or like it was the next city yeah like the next city over and then we came like as like on our way there they had called and let me know that um like, it wasn't the doctor that I had saw that day. It was um, the main OB that handles, like, there, when you, when you obviously, like, I guess not obviously, <laughs> when you sign up for a job, <laughs> you know, they do some, like, consider, and then, the, like, some consider, like, your religion and, like, what you, like, what you are okay with experiencing and going through and that type of deal so there are like specific OBs at Kaiser that can discuss um like can just like can discuss like the failure of a fetus and like what to do what to do with that like what your options are with that so she like instead I instead of getting a call from the OB that I saw that day I got a call from the other OB and she's like hi I'm just here from like I'm like another OB and I just want to let you know like we found an appointment for you it today if you can make it there it's it's like it was like three cities away technically from where um, well, like, four cities away from technically technically from where we were at. Sorry for hitting the mic. Um, but, yeah, so it was, like, it was, like, maybe uh, 45 minutes to an hour away. And we were, like, yes, of course, we're, like, we're going to go. And then, but she also let me know, like, I just wanted to let you know that baby doesn't look good. And I really want you to, like know that there's nothing that you did wrong or that you could have done to make this happen so just know that like um just know just know that there's like potential <laughs> that you may not get the best news from the maternal fetal doctor is basically like what she was telling me and so I was like okay thank you for letting me know and oh I remember we had asked her like what are what's the chances like if you were to put a percentage on it like of the baby's survival and she like was like it's like low it's it's a single digit type deal like it's low um so with that being said we 
like, you know, traveled to pick up little bro and then traveled up to uh, the appointment. And we got there and we prayed and we saw, you know, the maternal fetal doctor and ended up, um, we ended up seeing the maternal fetal doctor and, um, when we went, it, they had like someone doing the ultrasound, like a ultrasound person specialist that does the ultrasound. And then there's a doctor that like, he's like, that comes in and he's like, this is what I see, you know what I mean? And so after um, a little while of imaging, like the lady was like taking a few pictures and talking to us and asking us questions and that type of stuff. And, you know, we were letting her know all the things and she was seeing all the things. And so then the maternal fetal doctor walked in and he just let us know that by what he was seeing that it confirmed that the baby really wasn't doing very About well. Halfway that through was, he, the imaging. That the baby was not going to make it full term. And by what he was measuring, the baby was like two weeks behind in development. And so he just let me know like what my options were, being that like if I were to go have this baby naturally and let it pass naturally then there's potential that um, bacteria can travel the opposite way because of the amniotic fluid that is leaking out in the bag that's potentially broken so with that being said he let me know that there is a big chance that I could lose my whole uterus from this pregnancy and not be able to have children for the rest of my life. And so I was also told that, you know, abortion was my other option and, um, and he recommended that. And so we just, we just had to soak up that information together, me and my love and when they left the room, we just took a moment together to take that in and then headed out. It was just sad to think that, like, we walked in and we were super excited to, like, get information and know more about the baby. And then we, like, left, you know, with our heads down and my hood, my hood was on and we were comforting each other. And it was just, like, really sad that, like, you know, it was a complete 360 and then when we got to the car, you know, I had, we had to let my mother in love know what was going on. And I could only imagine it was very difficult for her because she had already known the gender. And she also knew, like, who, what we wanted to name our son. So I know that, like, she knew that it was Andre that was, like, suffering in there. And I know that was, like, so difficult. I could only imagine that being so difficult for her. And I love her so much, my heart. Um, but yeah, but like, I don't know. On the way home, I was just like playing with so many thoughts in my mind. Like, how is this happening to me? Like, this is some fucking shit out of, out of a fucking movie. Like, what is happening right now? Like, this is some shit out of like that one of those crazy TV shows when, you know, the girl's like fucking six, 
months pregnant has the baby in the gas station and shit and she didn't even know or like are nine months and eight months pregnant and they're like oh I had no idea like how the fuck did you have no idea like I'm really sorry but like if you if that happened to you and that happened I don't know if that happened to you like you really got to do some some work on like listening to your body because damn bitch like you was not that gassy let me tell you bitch like for real but like for real like I was just like tripping that this was even happening to me and like I was like I've been doing all the things like I I smoke weed and sometimes I add a little bit of tobacco and like I stopped smoking tobacco for months before and I also like jump back into my yoga and like trying to do daily walks and um so that's like I'm trying to get my body moving and my body working and like I also you know refrain from eating all those crappy foods that I used to eating that I'm used to eating like you know top ramen and hot cheetos and like the things like that so I don't know I was just really juggling the fact that like I was like not it was I not healthy you know what I mean and I was like I should be healthy like my love has done so much for me in regards to like teaching me how to nourish myself with foods and like what I need to be getting like carbs proteins like fats all those like cool words that you know, are on that cute little pyramid that we know about and shit, like, he reinstalled that in me, and now I'm like, I know that, and like, he's vegan, he's vegan, that's all I gotta say, like, period, you know what I mean, like, I'm over here eating turkey sausage, and that, I would never, like, my dad used to try to do that, make me, no, anyway, sorry, but like, that was a tangent, anyway, sorry, but like, yeah, like, I was just baffled that, like, something like this was happening. I thought I was taking care of myself and, like, preparing myself to have this child. And, like, I don't know. It was just really difficult. (laughs) I do know. And I'd say I don't know a lot. And it's because I'm noivious. And it's wine. It's wine. But, yeah. Um, It was obviously super difficult for my love and I. And so, like, when we got home... um, my mother-in-law was like, do you want me to bring you any food? Like, where where do you want to eat? Like, we can go get your favorite tri of sandwich. Like, let's go. And, um, so I, I don't even remember what food I got. That's silly. I do remember that, like, when we got home, um, we decided that we were going to, like, send a group text out to what we could like who we consider our soul family it are my love and I have like a group of friends that we like consider our soul family like we know that we have the ability to pick our family on this earth and we consider these people all part of that soul family and so um I sent out like a group text and I just was saying like hey um Like, I just want to invite, like, everyone to, like, come over to the house and do a prayer circle because we just received word, um, like, really, really difficult 
devastating news about the pregnancy and we would just love to like have everyone come together we know that like you know gathering two or more is what jesus says so that's what um we were like intentionally doing so with that being said um we i sent the text out the homies was like period i'm gonna be you know everybody that we had invited um was texting back and letting us know like hey like I get off at the work at this time. I'm going to be mobbing as soon as I'm done eating. Like, they're all letting us know. Like, I'm showering and I'm coming over. Like, they're like, I'm packing baby yet and I'm coming over. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they were letting us know that they were solid and they were coming and they were going to be there for this and, like, what was going on. So, and... Um, everyone that was there needed to be there and ev- and the people who weren't who weren't there physically like I know that their energy was there and I know that their love like is so like everyone in that group in that group chat like knows you know what I mean all the people that came over um, we all gathered and I sat down um, in the chair and then all the people we had there placed one hand on my belly and then my mother in love began to like began the prayer and my love uh finished the prayer and it was really beautiful and we enjoyed like the rest of the night together those who you know had work to get back to and our kids to get back to they went they left you know and then the other homies like stayed and kicked it afterward and so that night was really a really great experience for me it was pretty significant for me because I really like I really just had to trust that was the day that it really clicked that I had no control and that um, like I there was no other option but to trust the universe and trust God and what he had in store for me and my existence on earth so that's really why um that was like significant for me and it also showed me like who was gonna ride through this with me like ride this roller coaster with me you know i feel really lucky for that i decided that i was gonna schedule a phone appointment with the same doctor that I had spoke to that let me know that we had an appointment available with the maternal fetal specialist so I could ask her a few more questions about like the baby's development what they saw in the anatomy scans and like that type of stuff so um excuse me so I decided um I was going to do that so the next morning I had a point in a telephone appointment with her over the phone and we asked like her questions like you know the little baby's 
how does this affect the baby's lung development? Like, what could be the issue? Like, what was um, the maternal fetal specialist's conclusion? What did he let you know? You know, what am I supposed to be doing going forward? And that type of, those type of questions is like what we were asking. And, he, you know, there was like a, um, there was like a, you know, something that happened was like there was the fear that the baby wasn't getting the fluid, like the fluid wasn't circulating in, like the baby wasn't breathing the fluid. <clears throat> excuse me like it what like the baby's supposed to be which like me meant that the potentially the bladder wasn't going to develop or like the kidneys wasn't going to develop because like that's like that whole system is connected and so when we were in the anatomy scan those were the questions like we were asking like is there you know is there fluid in the bladder is what me and my love were asking and we also asked like um, is there, f like, the function of the kidneys and, like, if they're, like, they look like they're healthy size and what they're supposed to be like and, um, what the, what the doctor I was talking to over the phone let me know that, like, the biggest issue is that when the baby, like, breathes this amniotic fluid, <coughs> excuse me, when the baby breathes the amniotic fluid, it develops the baby's lungs. And that is like, not only does it develop like the rest of the fetus and the baby, like the baby's body, it, it most importantly is developing the lungs and like, you know, all of the things that work with that. And so their biggest concern was that because the baby wasn't breathing the fluid, the baby's lungs wasn't going to develop enough. And the biggest issue was that if the baby was born premature, that the baby wouldn't be able to breathe on its own or like there would be no functionality of the lungs. Um, there would be no function of the lungs because of the lack of development and the because of the lack of amniotic fluid so um that was like the biggest concern and she also let me know that you know what the what the options entailed you know what I mean um if I were to like have this baby naturally um what that looked like if I, you know, if I decided to just allow, if I decided to allow, basically, it started with, like, if I decided to allow, to, if I decided to allow the pregnancy to continue, and I decided for the pre pregnancy to continue, <clears throat> and what the options were for that, and then what the options were for if I went the other route to terminate the pregnancy, um, to, like, oh, I'm so sorry, we really don't like using that word and um so I just wanted to say that <laughs> we refer to it as, as like ending the pregnancy or like making the decision making the ultimate decision 
for the pregnancy. So she was just letting me know like all my options with that and like that was really difficult with for me and um I'm really grateful that my mother in love was there and my um significant and my love was there with me as well to just like have that conversation. I'm glad I didn't get like have to have that conversation alone. So at this point I was nineteen weeks pregnant and dissecting the information I was given and trying to navigate my way through this information so that I could find a solution that made sense to me. I was in the process of make trying to make this decision, like this you know, the the doctors put this decision in my hands and in my opinion it wasn't in my hands, it was in God's hands. And there are so many different people that were talking to me and speaking with me. And there's, you know, there's a community of people who understand what it's like to have kids and having children. And then there's the other community that, like, don't have children and or just haven't had children yet. And so, you know... There's a, there was a plethora of, of different people I was just talking to and they were, you know, sharing how they felt and their advice. And um, I just, I, I can't come to a point where like I was okay with considering um making the decision to like end the pregnancy and that solely was from like me needing like me being exhausted and me needing to to just be not not be tired and not be on bed like not feel like I'm on bed rest and be lying down majority of the day or or sitting in majority of the day and not moving as much as I want to and like um not being in my daughter's life as much as I want to not loving my love the way I want to um and just all those things like not not taking care of the house the way I want it to be taken care of like not cooking the food I want to eat like all of those things like I was having a really difficult time that like all this stuff was like put out of my control like just like here you have to just do nothing you know what I mean like what do you mean <laughs> that was really difficult for me because I'm I'm super like let's do it like you know like what's going on what's next like let's go let's go you know and I am like that so I was like having a really difficult time with that and that's where that come came that's where that came from like that consideration for that and that like decision that like I could possibly do that um and everyone like everyone has their own um feelings on this like I am so open to that topic I'm like 
excuse me sorry the topic of abortion <laughs> the topic of abortion i don't mean to giggle i'm giggling because i'm laugh. i'm like nervous and it makes me a little bit like an- anxious um because i never thought i would have to like live like live having to consider that and i did and and because i lived that and i experienced that i know like you know i know i know what it is for me at least like what it was for me so i i know what it was for me so like how i feel about that is like it a woman like has every cho- like every choice to like like has a woman has every right to make that choice in my opinion regardless of you making that decision or not making that decision when you are put in a circumstance like the circumstance i was put in my life was also threatened like i knew that i was also at risk if i had this child i knew that i knew that for a fact they let me know like you know you because of this blood loss and the amount of blood loss that you're having during the pregnancy it when you potentially go into birth it go in excuse me when you potentially go into labor um that abruption can like abrupt it can you know it can be where it's a hemorrhage and i'm bleeding out and they have to do a blood transfusion and and save my life and things to that effect so like i had already known that that was like what i was facing and like like try to like try to just think about that for a second like that's real life you know what i mean like (laughs) it was it's almost like your life or your baby's life it's that's what it is you know what i mean it's it's really testing you and who knows like and, and, and it's okay if you're not ready it's okay if a decision like that is is made if you're not ready like you know what i mean like that's totally okay i'm not saying like i sure as hell am letting you know damn well there's not a perfect time to have a kid you can be 40 years old have your a beautiful home have a job that pays very well have a you know a super secure relationship status and I swear to you, your child will give you a run for your money. Regardless of where you're at in life, there is no perfect time to have a child ever at all. That child is manifestation and DNA of you and that other person that you're making that baby with. And that is going to show and it's going to show, 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 show like crazy and guess what it's going to show you exactly what you didn't know about yourself all that stuff you were afraid of and everything you didn't know that you were afraid of all that stuff that's what your children are going to show you that's that's what that's real life like they're just going to let you know like it's not about you you know what i mean it's there's other things like there's other people there's other things to consider you got to be considerate it's not about you you know what i mean like that's 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 what it is when you have children from my experience and that that's what i'm doing i'm just sharing my experience so like 
yeah so um that's how I feel about abortion I think I think overall like to wrap that whole thing up what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter what choice the woman makes in that moment in that experience because the universe will counter that decision regardless if you're if what I'm also like in other words karma will act there's good karma and there's bad karma and I that's I'm not trying to say that in a negative way at all you know what I mean a great example of that that I have that um I loved to like replay in my mind um is that I'm I'm the I'm the baby of eight and my mom had seven of my siblings and I was number seven and in that in her lifetime she made the decision to have an abortion and she prayed and she tried to get pregnant afterward and she couldn't get pregnant and then she had did get pregnant and then she miscarried and then she miscarried again and she would pray it out to god like on her knees she told me and she was like basically saying what like what's going on like i'm i'm trying to create life here you know what i mean like what's what's what have i what's the issue what have i done wrong and and she said god made it clear to her that so i'm gonna make like this decision for you and show you that like i'm in control do you know you know what i'm trying to say like he needed to show her like i'm in control you're not in control you have zero control i am in control source is in control you know what i mean in that in that um instance and and when you're pregnant and in that way and i don't think men can really understand in this way and i'm not trying to be rude or anything but in that when you're like you when you are pregnant it's beyond you it's beyond you it's it's beyond you you know what I mean? Like, you are, women are magical and we create life and it's incredible. So it's, it's, that's like all I'm trying to say to wrap that up. Like, my heart goes out to all the women that have to even consider that. And my heart goes out to the women that have, you know, have had, have had the experience, have, you know, may be, signed up to have this that experience in this lifetime and I hope that what I have to say makes you feel strong enough to you know make whatever decision works best for you just know that whatever God has planned for you whatever 
source has planned for you and whatever you signed up for, then, like, you need to know that, like, that's clear to you. You know what I mean? Like, that God, regardless, God has a plan for you. Regardless, there is, like, a path. Like, you, you ever go on a trail and it's, like, you were going, but, like, there's a little one that's, like, maybe a foot wide but like the one that you're on is obviously like three foot wide three feet wide and you're walking on it it's always fresh but like there's this little one and it's literally a little like loop but it connects right back onto that path it's very small you can literally see the path in the grass right this is what i'm trying to let you picture and visualize it with me here you know what i'm saying this is this is what happens and it's okay God has this path and sometimes we make these choices and he's just going to redirect us to that main path that we have going that's meant for us. And so regardless of your decision in those moments, just know you will be redirected to your to your calling with the right work if you're doing the work and you're like you have those intentions if you you know make that decision and you're like oh fuck life fuck it fuck everything and then you're just like doing nothing and being a fucker for a like that then you know don't expect anything good but that's what i'm trying to show here like you gotta spread kindness and love i hear you know what i'm saying sorry i went on a tangent you guys uh, I'm gonna get back on track um so yeah I was just I was just struggling with going through all these emotions and and working through them and talking to a lot of people and I like fortunately like was able to um there's like women that shared their experiences with their miscarriages and um just like um reminding me to like trust god and know that like it's okay if like this this one doesn't work out like know that like you're capable of making life in the future and that type of stuff so that was really what was going on so meanwhile i was planning my love and my daughter's birthday, her second and his 22nd birthday, which was themed um, two twos and two chains <laughs> because uh, she just loves to dance and he is a recording producer. So yeah, I had intentions of emphasizing those two things that they love. And on top of that, we were moving out of our apartment into um my mother-in-law's house because of the baby coming and just knowing that like we would need more help and want to be able to like focus on what the baby needed and knowing that there was like potentially going to be like doctor's appointments that we would have to be doing and be going in or in the hospital <clears throat> excuse me for an extended amount of time so we wanted to make sure that our daughter was like secure and like in somewhere where she knew like oh I live here and 
my toys are here and everything's like safe you know but also like her family was with her and she knew like that nani was upstairs so um and we we're also dealing with the car issues um we yeah that's like yeah anyway we're and it was also like i realized it was like a huge test for like our foundation like the foundation of everything i feel like like the foundation of our home the foundation of the relationship between me and my love as mother and father and as um partners together so um yeah i was just like i had a lot on my plate for real going on for real yeah so their birthday was sick though and thank you everyone who was there because oh my gosh that was so much fun um period so what uh the rest of the pregnancy was full of weekly OB appointments. I went in weekly to check the baby's heartbeat, my blood pressure, and... <laughs>